Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to an important episode during this very important month. Welcome to our Ramadan special. Assalamu alaikum. Khalid here. And today I'm going to be your host. Something you guys aren't usually used to, but hey, I'm going to be trying man, to cover. <laughs> yep, there he is. I'm going to be trying to cover for that man today because he's busy preparing some of the best content you're ever going to hear. So I'm going to yep. try to keep up to Yassin's standards, but that's going to be pretty tough. But uh, Yassin, I kind of hyped up what you're going to do today. So what's what's the deal? What do you have for us? Yeah, Khad, thank you for that uh, flattering introduction. Um, so today I'm going to be, we have, I have like something really excited, exciting planned. Um, so we are going to our, I guess, traditional, I mean, if you want to call it traditional, we've been on, this is like our fifth episode or something. Uh, but our, I guess our traditional, uh, you know, format where we have, you know, three parts. Um, but the first two parts are actually going to be split into basically what I've been doing for the past while. Uh, I have a top 10 of Ramadan. So um, it's like a top 10 ranking of like basically a ton of things that have to do with Ramadan. Um, and then, you know, at the end we have, uh, we have Khaled's assignment, basically uh, his, uh, his uh, trivia and fun facts and all the other Easter eggs and everything that we like to throw at you guys. That's like maybe not super related to the main episode. Um, but yeah, that's what, that's what I got. I got top 10. All right. All right. Top 10. So let's not talk for much longer. Let's mm -hmm. get straight to it. Yeah. So let's get started. Name us your first thing. Yeah. Okay. So uh, this is so this is really uh, just so this is maybe like an observation uh, that happens during Ramadan. Maybe you guys don't feel this. Maybe you guys do. Um, but I feel like maybe after like the first couple of days, first two three days, um, maybe you like get really hungry throughout the day, but then afterwards you just like don't get hungry at all. Like you just don't feel any hungry. You just feel like it's a normal day. Like maybe towards Maghrib time, maybe like, you know, maybe like an hour or like less before Maghrib, you're starting to feel a little hunger. But like other than, other than that, the whole day, you're feeling like fine and like you're not hungry. Um, and I don't know, maybe it's just because uh, you're so occupied with all the ibadah that you're doing or, you know, you're just uh, you're doing your qira'ah for the Quran or you're uh, listening to some halaqa by Sheikh on YouTube or with your family or anything that it is. Um, maybe like I don't know. Maybe that's just for me. But like you're just so preoccupied with everything else that's going on through the day, you don't you really just forget that you're fast that you're fasting. <clears throat> Sorry, <laughs> that you're fasting, and so sounds like it, someone's thirsty. Yeah, honestly. Um, I mean, I haven't drank like today. I hope. <laughs> uh, so um, but yeah, that's like you just basically uh, it just it feels like you know. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just makes it easy on us, alhamdulillah. And so, you know, fasting, people keep thinking that's, like, really, really difficult, but it really isn't. Um, even, like, a couple of years back when, you know, Ramadan fell on, like, the longest days possible, um, it, it still wasn't incredibly hard. The hardest thing about it was staying up till uh, 11 to pray tarawih. But even then, that was pretty fun. And so, um, yeah, you know, uh, it's not, it's not, it doesn't feel that hard to fast the whole day. Uh you have anything to add on that, Khaled, or? Uh, no, I mean, I definitely agree with you. It's yeah. that the first couple of days, uh, you might get a bit hungry, but as yeah. you move on, you're just too busy thinking about other stuff, and then, like, the food just doesn't come to your mind until, like, yeah. a couple of minutes before Maghrib. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, yeah, it's probably Allah SWT is making it easy for us uh, mm -hmm. at the same time because we're trying to be good. So that's always something to think about. Um, yeah, so that's what I got yeah. for 10. 
number nine, uh, this is actually kind of like, I don't know, maybe it's a little funny. Maybe, I don't know, sometimes maybe people feel, find it insulting. I don't think it's that insulting. I just think like, you know, maybe they just don't know. But, you know, some non-Muslims that, you know, don't know too much about Ramadan uh, and they start asking questions. Some of those questions can be pretty funny. Uh, for example, uh, wait, you guys don't eat food at all for one whole month for 30 days. And they just like, you know, they're like shocked. Like you guys don't eat anything for 30 days. Like, no, we do eat food for 30, like, you know, in that time span of 30 days, we just don't eat food for like you know whatever it is 15 hours a day um every day and like i mean there are diets like that now like you know people who are doing like uh, intermittent fasting and stuff like that like it's a normal thing um it's not insane uh and so and like what the way like it just becomes like ramadan for us it's no longer it's i don't know people i feel like people put a lot of emphasis on the fasting because maybe that's like a huge lifestyle change that we have during that month but for me something about ramadan is like we're fasting not just with the body but also with the soul um and we you know we're like kind of keeping ourselves away from like kind of uh, worldly things from stuff from the dunya that like might, might you know hurt us or um not help us uh like kind of take away from our iman and we're yeah. focusing on the things that you know help us uh you know in, uh, with our journey towards the akhirah inshallah to genital firdos um so yeah i don't know they just, just those questions like you guys don't eat any food for one whole month and you know they just uh no, you guys don't drink any water. Like, no, no, it's. I not. think the biggest shocker is the no water. You know, you tell yeah. anyone, "Oh, I'm fasting for the day." They're like, "Oh, that's yeah. fine, right?" And then yeah. I'm like, "Yeah, it's too bad because I can't drink water." And then they're like, "Wait, time out. You say you can't drink water?" Yeah, yeah, and exactly. They're like, "Yeah, I can't drink." That's what fasting is, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so that's it. Like, I mean, honestly, it's not. Uh, yeah, but even though, like, yeah, they keep thinking like they have like. I mean, it makes sense. They have. They have preconceived notions, and I mean, everyone has like certain stuff that they love. Um, but I guess that's part of Ramadan. Ramadan, you know, you're supposed to give up kind of the stuff that you love, yeah, that's from the earth, that's from the dunya, uh, for the sake of Allah. And that's kind of that sacrifice and that struggle. Uh, but moving on to number eight, which is like almost, which is uh, I don't know. Uh, here's here's what I'll say for number eight. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just because it's like my family's like from Morocco or it's like, cause maybe this is like something from like what parents, like when you have foreign parents or maybe it's from everyone. But I just know that during Ramadan, for some reason, the iftar, the, the food that you eat is so good. I don't know what it is about it. Like, I mean, like, I just, I don't know. Like, it's just, do you think like, do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Like, dude, that's the thing is that I can't really speak after I eat for like yes. a couple of hours. Yeah, just how much I into. It. I remember <laughs> on our last episode we said don't do that, don't eat that much. But yeah, when the food's just that good, uh-huh. just gotta eat. Yeah, no, I mean I don't know. It's just it's in, like I don't know. Maybe it's because we're hungry the whole day, or maybe because there's like extra baraka in the food or something. And you know sometimes like what's really interesting is that like if you like sometimes for my family, um, maybe like we've been busy the whole day and we haven't had a chance to like cook a lot of food. We'll cook like maybe something a little bit um but like that food maybe it's just a little bit of food and that's enough to make us super full and other times like we have so much food and uh and we can like finish all of it because it's all great like i don't know like it just whatever's on the table just becomes like you know it's 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 like it's it's blessed and it's just that much better uh i don't know that's just like you know number eight you know ramadan food is the best food without a doubt hands down (laughs) um anyways uh moving on to Number seven, if this was like a YouTube video, like top seven, anyway, top 10. Anyways, uh, number seven, uh, this one actually is uh, something 
this is something that I, I really, really like about Omobana. It's that people, on a more serious note, people uh, kind of become more calm and collected and they become kind of better people. Uh, and you wouldn't expect that because, uh, you know, when you're going throughout a whole day, like, you know, like you've heard the term of like hangry, someone's hungry and angry. And like, it, it's it's pretty popular. <laughs> but like during Ramadan, people are fasting the whole day, but they're not like mad. They're not like angry. Um, people like there's like kind of this this baraka in Ramadan fasting when people are, um, you know, even though they're hungry and they're kind of maybe starting to feel it or something like that. They're not. They're not. You know, taking it out on people. They're. 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 Maybe sometimes they're more calm than ever, uh, even during those situations. And so that's something that I really, really like during Ramadan. People just become yeah. a lot more collected and a lot more calm. Yeah, uh, I think everyone's like trying to to soak up like every all the different good deeds that you can gather mm-hmm. this month and yeah. like trying to be because they know like the whole objective is to be like a better human being to the people around you and to yourself. So, you know, people yeah, really adopt this idea in this month specifically, then that's, you know, that causes a lot of harmony between people. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I think, I think yeah, you basically summed it up perfectly. Uh, maybe you should have done this top 10. Anyways, moving on to, I say anyways, after every time I want to transition, I can't think of a better way to transition. Uh, anyways. No, no ways. <laughs> anyways, uh, for part, for the sixth thing, before we go into our break, we're going to have like a, you know, halftime break. Um, this was kind of maybe a, a peeve, um, kind of opposite towards uh, to what I just said. But sometimes people will think like during Ramadan, the best thing to do is uh, because you're fasting, they should just like sit down on the couch, just sleep the whole day. Yeah, and not do. Yeah, exactly, not do anything. Um, and I feel like that just takes away from the the whole month as a whole. Like you can't do all your abeda between like nine and like four a.m., like nine p.m. and four a.m. Like it just doesn't work. Uh, you know, the whole point is that you're supposed to be fasting and through that kind of like malnourishment i guess of sorts you're supposed to be doing acts of ibadah extra acts of ibadah and you know through that you know with that struggle you get more other and so for people who are just like sitting down being couch potatoes the whole day not doing anything just lay just you know sleeping in their beds i just i feel like you know they're just not getting I don't know. I, I just feel sad for them i feel bad for them because they're not getting the whole the whole other of the whole month and they're not getting the most out of this month um so that's i don't know that's just like kind of like something that you know it hurts because i want all the muslims uh who are you know getting are going through ramadan to get the Look best out you, of the month wanting all the muslim um bro i mean you know maybe on. maybe it's just the ramadan talking but i just i, I do i really <laughs> just want um and you know i hope it's Ramadan talking I, I, and hope it carries over after ramadan but i just want people to just you know get the most out of uh, this blessed month and so um yeah. yeah uh i think that's what i got right now for the first part uh Hud, i think uh, let's... i think that's a good transition into the break yeah i think uh maybe sometime to think about don't be a, a couch potato <laughs> yeah yeah um and we'll be right back with the rest of the list so stay tuned and stay with us see you guys then see you guys then And we're back uh, for whoever's still with us. Uh, thank you for staying and bearing with us. But I mean, these last it five, it means a lot. That's true. So these last five are going to be um, coming in pretty quickly. So try to pay attention and try to keep up. I know a lot of our listeners might 
you know, be already sleeping on a couch or something <laughs> listening to us right now because yeah. of how boring our voice is. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, try, try to pay attention. Imagine. So, you see, what do we have at number five? Imagine you're on a lake and you just want to go to sleep. You want to play Neil deGrasse Tyson? <laughs> Bro, uh, yeah. No. Anyways, um, so not trying to make you go to sleep. That was not my uh, document. That was not my British documentary voice. Uh, that was that was actually. Um, all right, cool. So moving on to number five, uh, and this is kind of a heartbreak for me for Ramadan. It just it flies by so fast. Um, maybe when you're younger, you don't realize this because for you, it feels like Ramadan's like the whole year basically. But then as you get older, it goes by so fast and you know, like you don't even know, like it's been four days already. And to be honest, it felt like, you know, Ramadan started yesterday. Like it, it ha- it's just gone by so fast and the Ramadan, like, you know, by the time, you know, you know, you walk in, it's like, Oh, okay. It's Ramadan. It's the first day of Ramadan. And then tomorrow you're over like, Oh wait, it's tomorrow. What? That's crazy. Like it just, it just drives. <laughs> it like, it flies by so fast yeah. I mean, don't you just like wish to know when you were in the good old days before they become the good old days <laughs> oh my gosh okay first off you botched that so bad secondly yeah okay um then, uh anyways but yeah no uh that quote basically is kind of true rings true here um but yeah it's it it, it just goes by super super fast and it, and it hurts because you you wish it was longer you wish it could like because this is like once in a once in a year and you don't know like if you're going to get to it next year you know um so it's just, you know, something that like kind of, I, mean, I wouldn't say noise. I just say like, you know, it's kind of like, it, it adds to the preciousness of the month as well. So I'm um, kind of yeah. give and take. So, you know, it's, it, it flies by so fast. So because it flies by so fast, it's so precious that during this month, we really do have to, you know, make the most out of it you know, and most out of every second and literally make every second count. Um, yeah, I think that's part of the month too, is like knowing it's limited, you yeah. know, that promotes you to like do a lot mm-hmm. better stuff within that small amount. But yeah. yeah. All right. So moving on to number four. Anyways. <laughs> uh, yeah. So moving on to number four. Um, this is something that uh, this is a probably a positive to uh, all these. All these last five are positive. Um, that. Uh, yeah. Like the family is pre- a pretty big part of uh, Ramadan. You know, like yeah. you said it yourself. If you're listening to like. Sorry, um, I lost my concentration. I'm hala- tired. All right. <laughs> If you're listening to like a halakha with your family mm-hmm. or like you're reading together or just trying to learn from each other, maybe praying tarawih, especially within quarantine, stuff like that, you're going to get a lot closer to your family. And, you know, that plays a pretty big role in Ramadan especially. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's my next one. Ramadan, like, you know, the family does come together and either is like, especially now, um, we're praying tarawih at home, you know, during this uh, kind of quarantine, I guess. Uh, you know, we're praying, we're praying tarawih at home, we're praying jama'ah at home, and uh, just a lot of different things. And so, um, just the family really does come together during Ramadan. Um, and moving on to number three, actually, which is also pretty related, uh, the bigger family also comes together quite a bit, uh, with uh, kind of just, um, I guess these next three are all together. But anyways, uh, a lot of people go to the masjid like every day, which is really awesome. When we're not quarantined, quarantine sucks. Um, but yeah, when we're, uh, you know, during, uh, Ramadan people like, you know, the message will be full every day, which is, which is like, it's crazy. Cause like it shouldn't be. Um, but, it, but you know, it is because like, often during it, you know, during the regular during, during outside of Ramadan, the message will be empty, you know, during Salatul Dhuhr, there'll be like four people there. There'll be five people there. Um, but during Ramadan, it'll be like packed, like from the, you know, from morning to night. And so, 
um, that's just really great because then you get to see a lot of people there when you go to the masjid and you get to see all your friends and family and everyone's uh, you know doing ibadah and it, it just kind of encourages everyone um moving to number two which is also related to number three and four uh the community comes together. Uh, it becomes, you know, Ramadan's like a family thing. Um, you know, during, a lot of messages will like sponsor iftars and sponsor suhoor during the last 10 days of Ramadan. I know our message does. Uh, you know, you, you'll have uh, iftar, like a community iftar. Um, our, some messages will hold like an interfaith iftar where they will like allow, um, or not like allow, but they'll like hold it specifically to have like non-Muslims and uh, just come in and just kind of have like an iftar uh uh, deal with uh, with Muslims and so they can see how it is, how it feels like you know just to have that iftar uh, uh, vibe, I guess. Um, so it's just it be, the community really does come together to help the whole uh, the whole uh, Muslim society together in uh, in the uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, this is this last one is probably the most uh, I guess the one that makes me the most. This is the most like important out of this month, and it's that it's a month of like true ibadah, where people re- and by true ibadah I mean people are really, really, really struggling for the sake of Allah just to kind of become the best people they can Islamically. Um, and so, from just uh, praying more, you know, reading more Quran, to you know doing more uh, good deeds from, uh, like you know giving more sadaqah and just uh, trying to become better people, uh, this month is like full of that. It's super full. It's packed. Um. Maybe during the normal year, you're listening to one halaqa a week. Maybe you're listening to one, one uh, you know, talk by a sheikh every week. But during Ramadan, people are listening to three, four every day. Um, and so it just becomes like, it becomes kind of amped up to like a, a factor or power of seven or ten or more. Um, and that's kind of like one of the greatest things about Ramadan. And now this is coming more into, I guess, the reward side of it. But Ramadan is like, it's, there's so much... A potential for for reward that anyone who doesn't doesn't make use of it really is a loser you know you always like to say that there's no losers in life you know there's everyone everyone's working the hardest so as long as everyone works hard they're they're winners but during Ramadan if you don't get you know if you don't use if you don't like take advantage then yeah you really are a loser of the truest form you're losing everything um so that, that's just uh that's maybe maybe people don't like to hear that but that's just the truth of it I mean Ramadan's there's so much there to offer that you can't just fast and that's it. Like there's so much more of it, more to get from from Ramadan. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, do you got you got any any comments on that or am I being too harsh or I mean? No, you basically you basically summed it up pretty well. Um, yeah, and I like the part where you say uh, like everything's multiplied by like a big number factor and like mm-hmm. everyone plays off each other's motivation for like doing better and stuff like that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the whole community feel and um, the feeling of just being able to, as you said, like, like, churai beda is probably the best thing about Allah. Yeah. yeah, and I think I think we can, and I mean, this is kind of like a short segment. It's only like a seven minutes or so. Uh, but uh, I think the last thing I want to say before, before we end is that, you know, for someone who comes into Ramadan and fasts the whole Ramadan, um, and kind of fast that month with the most uh, kind of the, the best of intentions and uh, and uh, kind of just really, really, you know, lets himself go and becomes and kind of tries to become the best Muslim that they can. Um, they are they come out of Ramadan um, with all, all their sins from the previous year forgiven. And I think that's I mean, like. 
people sin so much. Like it's just like, and by people, I mean me too, right? Like everyone does. I said people like I'm not people. Um, but yeah, everyone, we all sin so much. Like it's just that. So when you can like kind of just get in a dry eraser, just an eraser and just kind of erase everything from like 365 days ago, everyone sins like maybe like, oh, I don't know, X amount of times every day for 365 days. Like just imagine erasing all of that because you worked really hard during one month out of the year. I don't know. That's just, that's just something that super, super motivational. If you guys want to think about it that way, uh, during Ramadan, um, I know this uh, second section has been less, I guess, like energetic, but I feel like it's more motivational. It's more, um, it's just, it's basically what Ramadan is really, really to really is, I guess, to me on a spiritual level. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's our top 10 list. That is. I mean, if you guys agree, disagree, you guys want to think something should be above the other, don't don't feel shy to comment on our Instagram page and wherever you can comment. Um, just give us some ideas. Tell us what you guys liked. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and we'll be right back after the break. Yeah. All right. See you guys then. And welcome back from the break. This is our most fun section, as you guys probably know from listening to our previous episodes, where we discuss fun facts, trivia, and uh, all the fun stuff. But before we get to the fun stuff, I just want to mention a quick thing. Uh, our friend here, Yassin, the, the usual host, has been Hello. doing some great reminders for us for Ramadan. And he posts them on his Insta- on the Servitude Instagram and mm-hmm. on the YouTube. Yassin, you want to drop the... Names just real quick. Make sure you get everything. Yeah, the YouTube is just a Servitude Podcast. Uh, you can just look that up. It'll also be on the description below. Um, the Instagram is the the Servitude Podcast. Uh, that's also going to be in the description below. But yeah, just go ahead and check those out. They're like short. They're like five minutes long. Um, yeah. I just basically pick an A or something uh, to talk about. Uh, maybe it's a good deed. Maybe it's a hadith. Something just to kind of make sure. Like during this month of Ramadan, I'm just trying to make sure that we're remembering uh, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Maybe just a little extra than uh, usual. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a great reminder and definitely go check it out on daily um, and yeah. try to follow along and you'll learn something from it. Yeah. So without further ado, let's get straight to it. So the first thing we have are the fun facts. Fun facts. So today we have three fun facts to, for you. And I'm going to say the first one, which is something you guys might already know, but you know, it's always, it's always good to hear it again, just so you could yeah. feel the the significance of this month as well. And that is that, did you know that the Quran was revealed during the month of Ramadan? So that's not like other than all the good deeds and Laylatul mm-hmm. Qadr and all the great stuff about Ramadan, not, the Quran was also revealed in the same month. Yeah. So this just adds on to the significance onto it, don't you think, Yusin? One hundred percent. I mean, uh, you know, Shahrul Ramadan is the only day the Quran, right? This is the month that the Quran was revealed, and so um, it kind of just adds. I mean, this just month is like full of blessings and full of. There's just so much importance in this month, and then and, and another one now is that the Quran uh, was revealed during uh, the uh, during Ramadan. Um, not the whole Quran, obviously. Uh, the whole Quran was revealed over. You know, multiple, like, you know, like 14 or whatever, 14, 16, or I can't remember, something like that years. Um, but uh, the uh, Quran, the first 
uh, few ideas were revealed during Ramadan. Um, actually, something else actually I wanted to mention during Ramadan, um, and it comes to fasting, actually. Uh, this is actually pretty interesting. So for a lot of different religions, uh, fasting is kind of more of a thing for like morning or maybe like it's like kind of like a thing that you want to do for forgiveness. Like if you made like a sin or something for like penance, right? Uh, but Ramadan, uh, actually, it's more kind of like a celebratory. It's more of just like a time for just to, you know, be thankful for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you're fasting kind of just to get as much ajr as possible. You're not doing it to be to, for forgiveness. You're not doing it because, you know, you, you know, you're sad or, you know, someone passed away. You're doing it because you yeah. just want to get as much ajr as possible and get as close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah, so, yeah. definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, that's like you talked about, uh, in our other segments about the importance of family as well in Ramadan, how you, um, how you guys are always together, pray tarawih and stuff like that. So, um, I mean, definitely, yeah, I think that month highlights that very well. Yeah. Um, and our third and final fun fact is in 1805, U.S. President Thomas Jefferson held the first White House dinner with a Muslim, right? And that Muslim's name was Sidi Milli Milin. All right, I'm See, definitely so butchering that Milin. name, yeah. but that's uh, that's how it's spelled. So <laughs> you know, you could go look him up. But Sidi Suleiman Milli Milin, and uh, the, the significance about that is that Jefferson he adjusted the timing of the meal to be precisely at sunset to accommodate for Ramadan. Yeah. So you can see that it's been playing a pretty significant role uh muslims in like the world for a very long time now and uh, i i definitely didn't know this until you seen to me about it no i but, i came across uh, that on the internet yeah no i didn't know that yeah and i exactly. did i, did, yeah, I actually yeah i did some research to make sure it's true like you know not everything you see on the internet is true but that one yeah. was so that was pretty <laughs> interesting yeah yeah that's that's definitely that's pretty cool yeah i mean now you know we have the uh you know in the white house they have the uh, iftar uh they have the iftar dinners at the White House. Um, but yeah, I guess it's like, you know, it, we've, there's a family that tells you to go back to where you're from and you're Muslim. Like you can tell them, yeah, I'm from right here. You know, 1805, <laughs> been here longer than you. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. 1805. <laughs> 1805. Yeah. And uh, our next section is trivial answers. This kind of uh, pretty bad transition, but I want to get to this because this is pretty exciting. And if you guys were paying attention the last episode you probably know the episode caught. before that yeah we took a break yeah the, the episode before, so the last episode we had that interview sorry i had to cut you off the last episode we had an interview oh uh, so this is yeah. from two episodes ago yeah remember oh, right, yeah, so, right. yeah so i mean you have to that. pay extra attention since it's yep. been like a couple weeks extra means you have to turn, turn on that yeah. memory 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 uh memory cortex and uh <laughs> sure all right i mean psychology that. that's why i didn't help us. that's why i didn't pass psychology yeah definitely did not help us remember anything all right cool yeah. let's get to the tri- let's get to the trivia so what were let's the get to the trivia. yeah what were the questions though so just so so the first remember, question just remember yeah yeah so first question is who is the only sahabi to be mentioned in the quran uh, oh right, so try to try oh. to think about that one yeah yeah so that that one yeah that was a that was a really good one i like that one because that yeah. has a pretty important sign- like there's only one sahabi who yeah. was mentioned in the Quran. And that Sahabi was uh, Zayd radiallahu anhu. Um, he was yeah. the only Sahabi who, whose name was actually mentioned in the Quran. Uh, yeah. Khad, actually, what was, what was the next question? Let's go ahead and go to the next, next question. Next question is, how much did Alaska cost per acre when the U.S. purchased it from Alaska in 1867? From Russia. From Russia. From Russia. Yeah, sorry it's about that. Really yeah, uh, it's all right. Russia. 
Yeah. So uh, basically, um, HUD, you know how like you guys always like tell me like like I like somehow get like seals and stuff like that from the internet. Like I somehow buy like three hundred dollars shoes for like twenty bucks or something like that. Yep. Um, that's never I happened. Definitely remember you know. that. Uh, but yeah, no. So basically, the U.S. one upped me. Uh, so how much do you think? Like, an here, let me actually let's look at it. How much do you think? Uh, an acre of land costs in the U.S. Or here, just in Seattle. How much? Yeah. How much do you think? I mean, I don't know. I'd say like like an acre of land. It's yeah. pretty expensive. It's pretty expensive. I'd say uh, like no less than a million or something. I mean, a million is quite a bit. Uh, I'll tell you right now though, uh, one acre of land. So in Seattle, I'm looking at them right now. They range between 300 grand and, uh, $430,000. Okay. So right now if you wanted to buy one acre of land in the U S I mean, you can, you can find them for as low, for as low as $100,000, right? As if I have a hundred thousand dollars in 1867 um obviously like inflation probably messes up but like for i'll tell you what it was adjusted for inflation but uh in 1865 the u.s bought alaska at a price of per acre of two cents they paid two cents per acre which is about eight dollars can you imagine buying land for eight dollars they bought all of alaska you know for like eight dollars an acre and like it it, it it roughly became i think it was like 16 million or something like that but um i don't have the exact numbers but uh they bought it was like it was a steal it was like imagine paying two cents an acre which is about eight bucks right now but dang that is that is that yeah. is called that is that is how you are that's called business that's how you know the u.s is really a capitalist country we like doing our business <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah i mean they'd be great monopoly that's for sure yeah that's for sure um, uh, yeah. And then we have our third and final trivia question, which is who invented the pinhole camera? Oh, right. This one was kind of like a, it was like a throwback question. If you guys really listened to yeah. it, I think it was our second episode. Um, who invented the pinhole camera or kind of like the first camera? And we call it the camera obscura. That's right. This one is made by none other than Hassan Ibn al-Haytham. Hassan Ibn al-Haytham. Remember when we talked about Hassan Ibn al-Haytham? Yep. His, yeah, yeah, good times. He, yeah, he took up like ten minutes of our show. I don't know why, but anyways, um, yeah, he's a great guy. Uh, he made he made the first camera. Uh, basically worked in optics for a good chunk of uh, his uh, his Islamic Renaissance career. I guess the golden age of Islam. That yeah. Now he was the guy who invented the first pinhole camera. Not gonna drag it any longer because we don't need to. Because we need to get to other stuff. Khalid, uh, you got it. Yep, our final section uh, is new trivia. New so trivia. We have some new exciting questions for you guys that we're going to put out. And yeah. by next to- episode, try to think of the answers. Yeah, none of so, the people are letting us uh, are letting, letting us know, know what their yeah, answers so. are. Yeah, let us know. We, know we, uh, we have our Twitter down below. We have our Instagram. And we have our... Uh, that's it, right? Oh, we have a YouTube, I guess. Yeah, so we have YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. I mean, just let us know. Um, we have an email. Just let us know what your answers are for these questions. Not a problem. Yep. Uh, it'll be fun. It'll be fun to see what these answers are. Obviously, you could Google, obviously you could Google, you could Google them. I can't even talk. But, I mean, kind of gets rid of the fun. Sorry, Khaled, I'm taking up a lot of your uh, airtime. So, no, you can go on next. <laughs> so, which surah has two basmaras? Oh, that's that a good one. more time. Which surah has two basmalas? Mm, that's a good one. So like that. that means which surah has Bismillah Rahman Rahim mentioned twice? So at the beginning and somewhere else. Wow, that's that's a good one. That's a I like that one. That one, yeah. 
So think of that and yeah. let us know. And the second question is, what are the particles that make up atoms? Yeah, this is an interesting one. Sorry, I'll cut you off last time. Um, so atoms are the smallest uh, building blocks, basically, of an element, right? Like, they're basically, like, they're what elements are made up of. They're made of al- uh, atoms. But atoms are also made of something. Um, and I just found this out, like, just recently. Uh, this is really cool. So what are the particles called? <laughs> yep. And the last and final trivia is who is who was the richest human to ever live? I'll give you, I'll give you guys a hint. Uh, he was Muslim. So, yeah. Who was he? Um, okay. Uh, Khaled. Account, accounting for inflation? or? Uh, yeah, even accounting for inflation. This guy was, like, All insanely right. rich. No, like, it's not even a joke. It's kind of crazy. Um, All right. But, yeah. Anyways. Well... I mean, that's that's all we have for you guys today. Uh, let's hope show. you guys take some time to answer the trivia and let us know. But for now, uh, we're signing off, and we'll see you guys on the next episode. This episode of the podcast was inspired by the Muslim Entrepreneurship Hackathon. You can contact us at Servitude on Twitter or at the Servitude Podcast on Instagram. Our intro music was composed by Twin Musicom and our outro music was composed by Joe Bagali. Our break music was composed by Nana Quabina and The Grand Affair. As always, thanks for listening and I'll catch you guys on the next one. Ta-da!